Welcome to Equity, a podcast brought to you by the Minority Educator Recruitment, Retention and Equity Center located at Virginia Commonwealth University. All right, guys, welcome back to Equity, the podcast. As always, I am your host, Dr. Faith Wilkerson, and I am pleased to bring to you another episode with some fantastic guests this afternoon. Um, We are pleased to have Javon Bowles, who is a student in our interdisciplinary studies. There we go. You have to say that really slow here at VCU, as well as (laughs) I'm going to laugh every time before I say it, but Dr. (laughs) McYoungai, who is an associate professor in African-American studies here at VCU as well. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so Thank much you. for having us. You're very, yes. very, very welcome. So um, before we get started, I want to give you ladies an opportunity to kind of introduce yourselves to our audience. Let us know, um, you know, what you're doing in the world in the form of equity. And then we're going to get a little bit into uh, CORSAG, which we'll, we have a lot of acronyms on this show. And so we'll break down some of those letters in a little bit. But, you know, first, we want to start to get to know you. So I, I want to start with our student because I think you guys are so valuable to the work that we do here at VCU. So Javon, take it away. Tell us about yourself. Yes, thank you. Um, so my name is Javon Bowles and um, I w- came to VCU, transferred actually because I realized there was a lot of larger issues in the world that I wanted to address and trying to tackle them all in a silo just felt overwhelming and consistently exhausting. Um, and something that I was always passionate about is just living a more holistic lifestyle. And that always felt very connected to the earth that we walk on. Um, so I got more involved and more interested in what I can do to address climate change. A lot of those alternatives, if you will, that I was focused on involved individual change and not realizing how institutions um, and the greater powers that be kind of played a role in the climate world. Uh, so I peeled together, if you will, or pieced together um, urban planning into my interdisciplinaries program, as well as environmental studies, of course, and then um, public policy. Well, so hopefully it'll all come together. So as I'm moving forward, I can encourage not only myself, mm-hmm. but larger organizations to address how we can just live a more sustainable future. Yeah, that is the pure definition of interplanetary. <laughs> I wish the word I can't say today, <laughs> but that is the pure definition of that. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Guy. Yes. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I am Mignon Guy. I'm an associate professor in the Department of African American Studies. I'm also the chair elect for African-American studies. So that means that beginning in the summer, apparently, I thought it was a fall, but it's a summer. Um, I will take on that role. Um, I, you know, my my work with, with uh, students primarily consists of my classes that I teach. I teach interdisciplinary research methods, um, which is where I met Javon. And she's one of my favorite students actually. And and I and I I just have to like pull a plug in here yeah. because I know that Javon wants to like you know go out and change the world, but I'm trying to get her to stay and do a master's and a PhD because she's got Aww. she's got major um, talents and 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 can use all of those 
those credentials for, for street cred for her, the work that she wants to do in the future. Cause I know she's going to make huge changes. Um, sorry. I had to just, no, 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 listen, but that's, <laughs> but that's important though. We talk about that a lot here on the podcast, how important it is to pour into one another, whether that's yeah. in a mentor mentee capacity or just realizing and seeing someone's um, talent and what yeah. they're capable of, because we yeah. don't always believe in ourselves. Right. And to be transparent, you know, we're a bunch of black women up here having a conversation and we have to always be that, be mindful, right. Right, to yeah. always pour into yeah. one another. But these 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 young I'll tell you about myself, but these yeah. young people, and Javon is one in particular that um have really pulled me off a ledge this year mm-hmm. as a faculty member and have really um inspired me in ways and invigorated, reinvigorated my drive to want to affect change on a larger scale. So I mean, it's it's a it's a relationship based on reciprocity, quite frankly. But back to me, back to me, <laughs> back to you, so, uh, back to me. So I I, I teach uh, research methods, interdisciplinary research methods. I also teach a class called Black Health Matters: Social mm-hmm. Determinants of Health in the African American Community, where we examine health inequities, but we also look at the broader social structures and historical forces that have. Um, yielded what we see today in terms of the devastation within the Black community by COVID-19, by other multiple chronic diseases, um, by state-sanctioned violence Mm -hmm. um, that we saw within the past year. Um, And so so the class is pretty deep and it's pretty heavy, but we, we actually get down into understanding that health happens outside of the doctor's office Mm -hmm. and that um, we each have a role in, in improving the health of the black community, be it in urban planning, like as Javon, you know, is planning to do with climate change or be it um, going into nursing or going into teaching or any mm-hmm. field. And so most of my students that come into that class are from multiple disciplines, but I, I make sure that they walk out and they all understand that they all have a role in improving the health of, of, of um, historically disenfranchised mm-hmm. um, and minoritized communities, so yeah. That's me. Awesome. Thank you, ladies, so much for sharing. Um, Of course, our first question that we always formally ask here on the podcast is, what does equity mean to you? So either one of you ladies that want to kick it off are more than welcome to. Yeah, sure. Um, (laughs) So, you know, in the um, in light of putting in plugs. Um, Thank you, Dr. Guy. I work with uh, Virginia Community Voice, Mm -hmm. which is a local nonprofit um, that focuses on historically disenfranchised communities um, and making sure that, you know, when we listen to these communities, that institutions respond effectively to those voices because Mm -hmm. they're not used to listening to them. Um, and so I think my work with them and as well as with my work with CORSAC has really kind of shaped what I think about when I hear the word equity. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that shaping, essentially, when I hear that word, I think of not only everyone being brought to the table, but recognizing that, you know, you have to ensure um, that when people are brought to the table, that not only their voices are counted, mm-hmm. but you're actually putting in the effort to listen um, more than you're willing to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, we have to definitely recognize the history that a lot of people haven't always been, we, we haven't had equality. That's never just been present. Mm-hmm. So I think recognizing that first is important in equity and then allowing people to step up a little bit more than people that have 
commonly held the platforms. Awesome. Thank you. Dr. Guy? Yeah, I'm just sitting here making some yeah. notes because I'm thinking to myself, what does equity mean? Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> question. Know, yeah, it's a it's a really tough question because, you know, and, and, it, and it may mean something different to me yeah. now, um, you know, six, seven years out mm-hmm. into my faculty position than it did when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. or, or something like that. But and it's almost like this sort of this pinnacle of nirvana in some ways, it seems like so inex- inaccessible and, and mm-hmm. uh, like sort of unattainable, but at the same time, I, I, you know, I actually refuse to believe that, that, that I think that it's something that we need to continue to aspire to, let mm-hmm. me say that. But when I start to think about what does equity mean, equity in and of itself, in my field, when I think about health, it's really unjust, um, preventable, um, early deaths and diseases, right? And within specific populations. Mm -hmm. So when we think of the lack of unjust, right? The lack of justice and and preventable harm to uh, populations, that those core components go into equity for me, right? Um, But in order to sort of achieve equity, I can't sort of disaggregate it from white supremacy mm. because, because, you know, the thing, the thing that keeps us, that blocks us from, from moving toward equity is really in this country in particular is really white supremacy. So it's, it becomes about sort of dismantling white supremacy, disrupting these narratives that we are told about black and criminalizing blackness and criminalizing Brown people and things of that nature. And once we can start to peel away um, this dominant, sort of racial framing of like whiteness. Mm -hmm. I think that through there, we can begin to discover what equity might look like, Mm -hmm. because I think it's very difficult to, to, to truly envision this in a, in an environment where we're just so inundated um, with dominant narratives and images and, and, and thought Mm -hmm. that, that further, further marginalizes, um, people of color, you know? So for me, it's, it's just sort of removing, or let's say, let me, let me just say instead removing, um, it's, it's enabling justice, um, for all Mm -hmm. it's, it's enabling, um, fair systems, fairness in, in opportunity, um, and, and leveling the playing field, but there's a whole lot of undoing that we have to do before we can do equity the way that we want to. Right. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Absolutely. That's kind of where I come from. Yeah. And it plays into a great segue on, you know, why you ladies are primarily here today is to talk about um, this racial equity committee that has been formed here at VCU. And, um, you know, Dr. Guy, I would just love for you to just talk about, you know, more, about how the committee came about, you know, what kind of is the the impact that we're trying to see across the university and then kind of them for, uh, flowing, that's the word, flowing into, you know, how Javon and a couple of her other classmates became involved in kind of like the student advisory group portion of CORSAG. Sure, sure. So, so CORSAG, so it's interesting, the administration keeps presenting, and when I say administration, I'm talking about leadership, you okay. know, like our, our presidents and, okay. and all of their cabinet. Um, they, they, it's interesting how when they speak about core, core, excuse me, and core SAG, they speak of it as if it's just sort of been born of what we've experienced over the past 
year 2020 mm-hmm. with George Floyd and mm-hmm. Ahmaud Arbery and the devastation in 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 black black and brown communities um, as a result of the coronavirus. And that's not true. That's actually that's actually um, they're actually misinformed. Core in and of itself has been sort of this little thing in my head mm-hmm. for the past six years at least, but probably much earlier from graduate school, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Um, it it sort of comes from um, my interactions. I went to a predominantly white school in Arizona and and the, the it was 3% African-American, la- larger percentage of uh, Latino populations, but we all kind of stuck together, mm-hmm. right? And we all understood the commonality, the common struggles of black and brown people. And so we, we, we always worked together to try to sort of push um, forward to to bring our voices into the forefront and, and and to help create our own narratives about who we are as communities. So that's part of it. But when I got into teaching and I started teaching courses that touched on race, or when I started conducting research that was um, focusing on race, right? I I had the, I realized very quickly that as 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 researchers and PhD researchers, right, social scientists, and mm-hmm. these are the people that are that are providing the evidence to save lives. We don't do a good job with with understanding race, mm-hmm. right? We don't understand we don't understand race. We don't understand racism. We don't understand the effects of race and racism on the health of a black community, on the education of a black community, on the social mobility of a black or brown community, right? And so on the one hand, you have people, you know, sort of around me in my field that are that are purporting to want to improve the health of the black community, and they don't even have the skill sets or the tools to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And these are PhDs, mm-hmm. right? That are funded by the NIH that were using taxpayer money and they're ill-equipped to address the the issues that they're charged with doing. The problem with that is that people are dying, mm-hmm. right? And so when I came to VCU, <clears throat> I had an easier time in, in Arizona, but when I came to VCU, I, I had this other awakening, which was for some reason in Virginia, discussions of race are very taboo, mm-hmm. Extre- extremely taboo. And I kept looking at these kids thinking, wow, can, can we have this conversation? What's wrong? Why is no one saying anything? And they just sort of whispered, well, we don't talk about these things. in college, in college. <laughs> we right? just drive past them every day. No worries. Yeah. They just, we don't, we don't talk about these. Things. I'm like, it's okay. That's what I'm here for. Let's yeah. do this. And, and, and so I started, and then, and then when they felt a safe space to be able to have discussions, I, I saw how much they didn't understand. I learned how much they didn't understand. And so then at that point, I just started sort of collecting, you know, data in my head thinking, wow, these kids are, are really, are really misinformed. And then I had, then I started having students come to me and they would say, well, you know, I've never even heard about, you know, the effects of racism on the, you know, housing and housing segregation and how that's, how housing segregation is actually contributing to, or residential seg- segregation is contributing to climate change now and all of these things. And I'm like, you listen, we cannot address the, the, address, the issues that you want to address that you have to address because we have, we have sort of um, gifted all of our problems onto the young people for, uh, you know, for the future. Um, they cannot address these issues without understanding the fundamental underpinnings and the foundations of this country. And that is race and that is racism. And this, and this all came again from my students, um, from just sort of collecting these stories. I wish I had like written them down now, but collecting these stories over time. And so a couple of years ago, 
um, I was at a talk with a bunch of presidents from, I don't even know who they were, but presidents, <laughs> including our president Rao, but there were all these presidents from the university. Mm-hmm. They were talking about racism in the academy. Mm-hmm. And so I stood up and I said, Hey, I said, you know, we're all talking about racism in the academy. And I said, so tell me, what are you doing to dismantle white supremacy and to educate about racism? Um, in your own institutions through your curriculum. And and all of them looked around at each other mm-hmm. and they're like, not not nothing. None of us none of us have a mandatory class on race and racism um, in America. And and our president said, but Mignon, it would be great. I've always wanted one. It would be really great if you would do this, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, great. Yeah, I'll do this. Sat on it for a few months because I had to get tenure, and then and then I, I mean I'd be honest, right? I had to get I sat on it because I had to get tenure. I love you it. You know you can't you I, know listen. you can't take those kind of like risks when you don't have tenure. I love right? the transparency. I love it, and especially a black woman. There is no kind of risk I'm gonna take without tenure. So I just I just Amen. sat on it. Yes, but you know what? But I kept. I met with people. I met with yeah. University of Michigan. I met with with Chicago. I met with Wisconsin. I met with fo- folks at Duke. I was meeting with all these faculty around the country yeah. that were also interested in doing the same thing because they had heard the same stories from their students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they knew that we were doing a disservice and injustice to black, brown, white, all of our students mm-hmm. without addressing these truths, without addressing these facts, without providing this 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 reality. So, so I got my tenure and then coronavirus happened, right? <laughs> I mean, it just uh, shut everything yeah. down. And I thought to myself, I got really quiet. I watched I watched Ahmad Arbery be um, slaughtered, you know, modern day lynching with him. I watched Breonna Taylor um, be the victim of state sanctioned murder. I watched George Floyd also be the victim of a brutal state sanctioned murder. Mm-hmm. And I decided now's, now's the time we have to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we cannot... I cannot in good conscience um, pretend that this is not real. Mm-hmm. And I cannot in good conscience pretend that, you know, to my students that I can give them all these tools mm-hmm. to be successful in the world without giving them the fundamental underpinnings of what they have to deal with first. Mm-hmm. Right. And so so I grabbed a bunch of faculty members that I thought were like-minded folks. And I, and I said, okay, here's what I'm thinking yeah. based on what I've, heard from students and they they you know they all agree they're like we hear the same things from our students mm-hmm. what are we going to do and i'm like well you know let's do this let's 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 develop a course let's develop a mandatory course on race and racism let's push it let's have it mandatory for every single student that comes through this institution if if this if this institution does not have the political will right now at this moment when everybody is talking about systemic racism and structural racism and all of these things then we will never have this chance again. So we started We started doing this. And then um, not to, actually, it, we didn't get too far to tell you the truth because mm-hmm. we realized very quickly that this was not, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, you know, nothing, nothing for us without us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, if this is for the students, then the students have to be, they yeah. have to be driving this, right? They, yeah. I don't know what to do. We yeah. need to find out the same ones that were telling me what they didn't and didn't know and what they do need now, they need to be involved, you know, moving forward and, and guide the work that we're doing. And so that's, that's how the, 
That's how the SAG core came about. <laughs> awesome. And so uh, thank you for setting Dr. Guy, your setups are amazing. Thank you for that alley oop to Javon talking about how she then ends up um, as a favorite. I mean, I guess we can guess how, you know, as a favorite, you get pulled in pretty easily, but <laughs> into core SAG and, and what that has kind of meant for the work that you hope to do in the future. Yeah. So um, I was in Dr. Guy's um, research methods for interdisciplinary studies um, and that course, you know, I was looking for a way to learn more about research methods because mm-hmm. I know how to do very basic, mm-hmm. um, non-empirical <laughs> research. But <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get. I can Google real well. <laughs> That's deep. In th- Listen, Google. Okay, don't 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 shortchange yourself. Dot the guy. Close your ears. Don't shortchange yourselves. Okay, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted a research methods course, yes. um, and I'm very glad that my advisors kind of directed me towards Dr. Guy's class because immediately, very immediately, Dr. Guy was like, we have to address race and racism. Yeah. What do y'all think about it? And she <laughs> always, she always kind of allowed us to, she always brought in these like topics mm-hmm. that it felt like she thought we were thinking about them and we were, mm-hmm. but we weren't necessarily having the conversations between our peers and our family members, even though we wanted to, it was like, we didn't have the language for it. Um, and especially now with social media being the way that it is, it's like, you see a lot, there's just a lot of information of how things have come to be the way that they are now. Um, and I guess, you know, learning more about um, the research methods and how they can be heavily, heavily skewed against um, historically disenfranchised people and communities. And when Dr. Guy said she was working towards this course, I was like, this is like what I feel like I've been missing. I've been in school for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I studied a lot of different subjects Mm -hmm. and it always felt like, okay, but how are we really going to address these things? Um, and so Core SAG, you know, that opportunity to join Core SAG and to become a co- co-chair, it just felt like an option to not only learn more about the process for myself, mm-hmm. um, but to kind of lay the foundation so that more students don't leave college at an undergraduate level, still not really knowing what America's saying in the undertones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. So what this group is proposing is a general education course. Um, three credit um, that would, like you guys have been saying, provide that foundational understanding of racial literacy, which I, I think I, I like the way that sounds. It kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. So are we thinking kind of like a UNIV, our University 101 kind of course, that kind of mandatory, everyone has to take it and pass? That's the goal? Okay. I, you can't see her excited shakes, guys. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can yeah. tell you what happened. Do you want me to tell you what happened yes. recently? Let's do it. So, so recently we just went into, I don't think you were there, Javon. I think that Marie was there. So I don't know if Marie has told you or not, but so, so one of the other core chairs, yeah. um, core SAG chairs, which I don't even, I hate calling them SAG because like these guys are just, they have it so together. Yeah. I don't even, I've dropped the SAG. I don't know. We got to figure just out a, core, like, just the core, like core, core square, core square. Like I like that. it. Core something. square. I, don't know. I mean, cause I don't you guys know. are adults, right? So <laughs> they are, square. and they're just, and they're so coordinated yeah. and they're so, um, um, 
insightful. Yeah. But th- there was another, uh, there was another um, course SAG for now, um, um, student that was there at the meeting and she was there before I was, but nevertheless, it ended up being that, so general education committee, which is, that's what's required in order to have any, any classes that are instituted and that are, that are um, added to the general education Mm -hmm. curriculum Mm -hmm. have to be approved through the general education um, committee, the Mm -hmm. GECC. Mm -hmm. And like two weeks ago, they approved our course to go into the general education, but it's not mandatory. Okay. General education for the diversity and human experience credits for fall of 2021 and fall, or excuse me, spring of 2022. They also voted mm-hmm. at that time to put the class in foundations. Okay. Where the UNIVs are, right? Yeah. For fall of 2022 moving forward. So as of fall 2022, this is what they say. Okay. Why is my phone talking? Because to Siri wife? likes to think that people are talking. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. I didn't know she could talk to me on yeah. my, my watch. Okay. So, so, so um, as of fall 2022, mm-hmm. the course they voted and they approved that the course will be in foundations. So that means okay. that you will have CSIJ, which is Critical Social Inquiry and Justice Studies, um, CSIJ 200, okay. the Race and Racism in America. That course will be the one that's first listed. Awesome. And then after that, you will have UNI, the two UNIV courses, uh-huh. and then you will have quantitative literacy. That is the order of what those courses. So think about yeah. the importance of where they are placed. Yes. I love right? that it's a 200 level. That That's, yeah. that's am- amazing. I would push the applause button, but I forgot which one it is. So I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> because I think that's that's that puts power behind it and and shows the value of it that they're putting it in that 200 category. So I am super happy yeah. to hear. Yeah. And faculty senate, thanks to the amazing work <laughs> of the course SAG. Yeah. Like these every time you you need to when, if these when, when these people actually when these when these young people actually yeah. go and present and pitch the course to anyone you yeah. need to go you need to try to sit in because yeah. I always come out crying like yeah. I literally come out in tears and then actually I'm about to do it right now but I won't because I'm just so moved yeah. by um how thoughtful and how um how much work they've put into this yeah. and they will not benefit because they mm-hmm. will have graduated mm-hmm. so it's not even about them this is about it's about a legacy yeah. right and i'm just i could not be more proud of these of these of these young of, the, of our team let's say that mm-hmm. what are you guys thinking about in terms of like who will be teaching this course will there be folks at afam or are we kind of do a kind of a smorgasbord meaning you're yeah. going to do it was that what the- <laughs> pause for I think I'm gonna have to do it <laughs> no I think I'm gonna have to do it. well okay. I mean so here's the deal Here, here's where we're gonna get real right mm-hmm. we're about to make it real um come on slowly. I believe that the university should have invested resources okay into um hiring a cadre of folks that this is their expertise and this is what they can do mm-hmm. and they could have done it Fair, because that's 5,000, over 5,000 students a year, yeah. right? That you have to be able to serve. Um, they've invested oh. nothing, absolutely nothing. So that's kind of telling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are frantically um, putting together teams of faculty. And what we're doing is we're taking seasoned people like myself mm-hmm. and we're partnering them with with other faculty that are less um, 
that have less less experience um, in teaching these types of courses, mm-hmm. and and we're partnering them together okay. so that we can have a train the trainer model model. Mm-hmm. So it's becoming very sort of grassroots in a in a way. Um, but that is that is unacceptable in mm-hmm. my eyes. Actually, mm-hmm. that is unacceptable um, from an institution that is in a city where fifty point nine percent of the mm-hmm. population is black, mm-hmm. where what, 30% of the student population is black? I maybe have that mm-hmm. wrong. I don't yeah, know. Just run it's about. A, mm-hmm. It's a significant proportion. Yeah. And they can't invest in this when they've done nothing else to address the movement for black lives, when they've done nothing else to address the state-sanctioned murder of, of Marcus David Peters. And we gave them this course on a platter, mm-hmm. right? And they've done nothing. So yes, I we we have been rallying up stu- faculty. Literally, there's three of us. Well, there's two of us actually, two mm-hmm. faculty members, and then then our students are running around like chickens with their heads cut off, mm-hmm. like like getting everybody involved that they can possibly get involved. But um, basically, lobbying and asking people to volunteer their their skill sets and their their time because it will take the way of another course, right? Mm-hmm. When you add this course in your course load, and to to hope hope. That um, and 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 work with the goodwill of other people, of other faculty, but mm-hmm. but without the support of of upper administration, which is really unfortunate. So, Javon, how how can folks outside of of this course at SAG Circle? How could can we pour into you all as you know students? How what can we begin to do? What can we get, begin to offer to help this process kind of move forward? Um, not only um, on that macro level of what you guys are working on with this course, but on that micro level on for students like you who you know are a part of this larger pool uh, that are you know consistently seeking um, to be seen, for lack of a better framework. To be seen behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, to be seen behind the curtain. <laughs> um, yes, so macro level, um, we have recently launched three social media um, options for people to kind of follow the work that we're doing okay. and or to, to become more involved. Um, so on Twitter, that's core sag, the number one. And then on Instagram, that's core underscore sag. And on Facebook, it's core sag. Um, micro level, we have, well, still kind of macro, micro, if you, mm-hmm. however you want, choose to look at it. We have a petition that's going around and okay. we are always collecting um, more names, more signatures for people to say they want this um, because we don't, as we've been told, you know, like Dr. Guy said, that this is definitely going to be available um, to everyone fall 2022, not only as an elective, um, we just want to make sure that the administration knows that mm-hmm. it's something that people want, not just core sag or just yeah. core. Um, and then within that petition, there is an option to say, you know, you would like to support the work. You'd like to join movement. You'd okay. like to either support core sag as a student, and then you can meet with us. We meet every week um, in the evening. We've been this semester, we're alternating our meeting days mm-hmm. to offer more um, accessibility. Yeah. So we meet Mondays or Wednesday nights. Um, and if you're a faculty member, there's also an option to say that you'd like to support the work, but on the faculty side. Okay. Um, and then kind of inside of those meetings, if you're kind of interested in what type of work you'll be doing, mm-hmm. we kind of 
divided ourselves into a few subcommittees. So we have some people who are working solely on communications where we're going to be talking to more advisors to make sure they're getting students into the elective come fall 2021. Um, and then the social media aspect, we have a syllabus committee where they're looking at the different class activities to provide some feedback to the faculty working on it. Um, we have accessibility, which is kind of like another committee underneath the syllabus committee to make sure the information, the material that's going to be presented to the students um, is understandable on everyone's level. Um, and if it isn't, or if it seems like it may be a little bit out of someone's wheelhouse or um, expertise, mm -hmm. that they're connected to the resources that are available on campus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And what year are you, Javon? I'm a senior. Oh, of course you are. <laughs> the good ones always are, aren't they? I know. The good I know. ones I'm always out, how can are. I keep her here? I'm like, can I get some money? And yeah. Can I get her in a master's? Because I just, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, we're going to figure this out. The, yeah, yeah, this, no, yeah, no, 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 we're going to figure this out. That's what I keep telling yeah. her. I'm like, no, no, you're not yeah, yeah, done no. here. Yeah, no. You don't know. No, 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 she's not done. Yeah. But, you know, and the thing is that the thing that's been so incredibly wonderful and I, I strongly I know that a lot of faculty would never do this. Right. Because when I when we go to these meetings and we tell them that the students are informing the student groups are informing the content yeah. of the and the instruction and the and and the delivery and everything else. We got some amazing we have received some amazing input that I just that none of us would have thought to yeah. to to include. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm now I'm th rethinking how I teach my other classes yeah. and I'm thinking about, okay, so maybe I can at the last, you know, couple of weeks of the class, I can ask them very seriously and very clearly, how can I do this different? What would be better for me in terms of not just, you know, my teaching, but the content is there, is there are, and the assignments and the delivery of the assignments and, you know, those sorts of things, but we've received amazing, you know, sometimes the students would say, well, Dr. Guy, you know, if you do this section and this section, you might want to break it up with something else in between mm -hmm. because this can get pretty heavy mm -hmm. with this kind mm -hmm. of topic. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know, they're like, students might check out because it's going to get real heavy there. So just why don't you, you know, put something else in here? And I'm like, brilliant. I mean, I just, every time I think about them, I want to <laughs> cry. I'm telling you, I get so emotional because they're so, um, I have not had a good experience at VCU, but let me tell you something. These students, they just make me a better person. They make me a better scholar. Mm -hmm. They make me a better, you know, academic. They make me a better instructor. They make me want to be a better person, mm -hmm. right? For them, they're just, they're really inspiring. They just, I don't know. They just inspire me every day. That's beautiful. So what, what's your ask, Dr. Guy? D the, the sky is the limit. What do you need? What do you want? What can the general VCU community um, begin to pour into this particular passion for you all? You're you're a hot topic today. No, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first that was opportunity topic. calling. That was opportunity calling. See, that was a perfect segue. Opportunity is calling. And that also will be the name of this podcast episode. Opportunity is calling. Will you answer? <laughs> always, always. Um, so what do I need to ask me again? Yeah, no. What, what do you need? What is if you can if you had a magic wand? Yeah. What what will you wave it to do with Dumbledore? I just I don't know why I went there. I just went to Harry Potter World. All right. 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 What, what would you wave <laughs> 
that Juan to do when it came to this project? Um, I would wave. So the first thing that I would do would be to um, sort of, I would wave for consistent messaging from leadership mm. um, from the beginning about where their commitment is and if they are going to let us do this. Because as much as they say that the faculty control the curriculum, yeah, we've we've received. J- Javon has not disclosed to you some of the runaround that they've received trying to speak yeah. to administration. Yeah. Um, but we've received a lot of mixed messaging about the value to them not to faculty and not to students, because we we have received, we've understand that, that there's value. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know that the institution has the political will to allow us to do this very important um, work yeah. um, for our communities. The second thing that I would ideally like to see is, um, honestly, I would love to see them invest um, resources. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're just not investing resources. The way that we initially envisioned it, we wanted to have students be involved in in um, not proctoring, but also sort of co-teaching with, yeah. with faculty members. And but you have to be able to to pay these people, right? Absolutely. You can't just the students yeah. are not slave labor. I yeah. mean, maybe faculty are in this plantation, but students are not slave labor yeah. here. So so what we would like to do is be able to provide internship opportunities for students to become really engaged and be it by credit or really being being paid because it's not fair for them to work yeah. for, for nothing and to to continue to work in the classrooms with us with the students as peers as peer facilitators right because I think that the the best way you know I'm only getting older I'm not getting younger the best way for us to continue to reach and understand and, and have meaningful dialogue on, on the levels that we need to is to have, have students that are, that are peers to help, help that dialogue and help facilitate. But, and, and finally to, to, to invest in, in um, faculty and, and having faculty come, you know, I I don't expect any of these things to happen, of course. Um, But if I had a magic wand, yeah, Mm -hmm. those are the things that, that I would, I would love to see. Yeah. Those are the things I would love to see. Amazing. Thank you. And so, okay. So our final question is one of more so reflection, but more so almost like marching orders, right? So Javon, what would be like your advice for people to create um, more inclusive environments? Hmm. Ask people that have not been included what they want. Mm-hmm. That's first. Um. Yeah, and that's that's before the creation phase. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. That's before it's created and then you ask, you know, how do you want this tailored? It's really going to those communities because they exist and it's not hard to find them. You may not have it in mm-hmm. um, with these communities, but that's where some of the homework needs to be done as far as how you can connect with them. Um, and then you know, truly asking and listening to what it is that, you know, we desire to have more opportunity to be involved in, in creating more just spaces. I think that's probably where I'm going to start and stop because it seems really easy. Like we all think we can listen Mm -hmm. and, and then we can grow together that way. But as we know from experience, all of us on this call, and then just looking back at history, 
um, people don't listen very well. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That is people the message. People do not listen very well. So I think we just really need to hone in on that listening skill. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Guy. Now, Javon's making me think, oh, do we need to have a module where we just sort of focus <laughs> Listen. on listening? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Like, what are the undertones? I mean, that is definitely a class. Like, what are they really saying that they're not saying? Yeah, this class yeah. is going to be like it's a gonna four be great, year class. Though, it's gonna but it's going to be amazing. Years. It's going to be awesome. Like, I just, it's, it's, it's <laughs> listening 105. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Okay. Now you have to tell me what the yeah. No, you're fine. I was what, so involved with the I know department. the marching orders. Like what? How, orders. Yeah. How would you? You know, what would you tell a person that's interested or doesn't know how to create inclusive environments? I. You know, I hate to lift Javon, um, mm-hmm. but or or sort of lifting what she said, yeah. but I do. I do think it's listening. I think it's. I mean, there's there's something about you have to make yourself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to be willing to not be right. Mm. Um, you have to be willing to. I mean, you have to be curious. Right. Mm-hmm. But you have to be humble and you have to because we go into these classrooms as, as faculty member or, or, you know, we go to these classrooms thinking, OK, I'm the professional. Yeah. And they are the students. Yeah. That's not how I run my classroom. Correct. I yeah. really don't. And, and I, I'm the first one to say, look, you everybody comes with their sort of indigenous knowledge right mm-hmm. they they're, these these students are not empty vessels to be filled mm-hmm. they have something to contribute and they teach me something every single day yeah. right and so i think that if we come at that level where as opposed to having this really strange vertical hierarchy but we have this this um perhaps you know horizontal relationship where we are co-creating knowledge mm-hmm we have the opportunity to be able to have a more inclusive environment because, because when I'm honest with who I am, I'm honest, you know, I'm the, I'm honest when I'm honest about myself and honest with about who I am to my students and make myself vulnerable and open to learn. Mm -hmm. They are, they are more vulnerable and they'll be more open to disclose or whatever it is as we share and we co-create knowledge. I think that that's how, that's how we try to do this. No, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you ladies so much for joining us on this latest episode of Equity. Javon, one more time, tell folks how they can reach out to you um, on the socials. Yes, absolutely. So if you have a Twitter account, it's at CoreSag, the number one. Facebook, CoreSag. And Instagram, Core underscore Sag. Amazing. And we will always um, also be including the link to the petition you all talked about earlier as well in the description for this episode. So check out that if you are a VCU student or faculty staff member that want to support and encourage the work of the core group. Um, And so, yes. So thank you all so much. We appreciate you. And, you know, I don't know if there's an audit version of this course, but sign me up. Okay, I would love to be (laughs) among the guinea pigs. I can look a little young so I can slide in for an undergrad student. No problem. Don't you want to teach it? You could teach it. I with could us. absolutely could. See, I see. I knew that was coming, Javon. You know how you feel, energy. Like I knew that that was going to be the ask. When she, when I asked her about her wand, I thought that would be the fourth point. But I'm glad we got to it and it's on record for me saying yes. I would be absolutely thrilled to teach a course um, for our amazing students. So yes, absolutely. So again, thank you, ladies, so much. And um, yes, we will follow up with you soon. A- absolutely, because we have to hear about what 
is happening next. What happens next. Yes. yes. Thank you yeah. so much for thank having you. us and thank you for giving You're us the time welcome. to talk about this really important work. You're welcome. Yes, we appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest episode of Equity, the podcast. As always, we want to be able to continue the conversation with you. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is VCU Merrick. That's V-C-U-M-E-R-R-E-C. See you next time.